stop looking at porn and win back your freedom for smart, family-oriented men who want to learn to sustainably let go of porn in a way you can enjoy and look forward to. Learning to be proud of the man you are and making life so good that porn becomes irrelevant. I'm Danny Pullman. I'm a certified life coach, and I've been coaching guys on this for many years now and have been in the porn quitting game for years beyond that. I'm using this podcast to share what I've learned and what I continue to learn on the way with real client examples from the hands-on work I do with clients day in and day out. This is a movement. It is happening. Join with us and start winning against porn now. Hey guys, welcome to the How to Stop Looking at Porn and Win Back Your Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Danny Pullman. Thanks for being here. My goal with today's podcast episode is to share real client examples, real stuff from real experiences with real people where we are workshopping, we're experimenting, we're learning, we're finding some of the things that hang us up and learning things that help to create forward movement that empower and that increase the amount of love and freedom that we get to experience. And I hope that with what I share with you today, that it can inform you, that it can open up your mind, that it can empower you to experience more love and freedom in your own life, if that's something that interests you. If you're not into more love and freedom, then, you know, and more empowerment, then then tune out now, because this is not the episode for you. <laughs> but if you're into those things, then you're in the right place. So um, today I'm talking about... Uh, a few different things, but a lot of it's going to be centered around what kind of self-talk do you regularly practice and can you become aware of and which kind is actually helping you reach your goals, which kind is getting in the way of you reaching your goals. And I'm going to share some real examples, like I said, um, because uh, then it might help you to peel back some of what's going on for you because we can learn a lot from each other when we share like this, right? And as always... The answer to this question is that you know best for you, okay? Like, I want to remind you to steer clear. I really recommend steer clear of teachers who say that they know better than you for you and who foster a continual dependence on them to know what's best for you. Steer clear of teachers like that because uh, what happens is then you miss out on some of your greatest power, which is just built in that you're born with that you can tune in and know for yourself what's best for you, especially as an adult, right? But kids can do this too. So when we give them the chance and of course we want to guide them and yeah, it's different with kids and adults, but we're adults here. So we're focusing on that. All right. So I like to, um, for this reason, right? That's why I like to share examples of things that I see and then you get to gain awareness. You get to just sort of take what's helpful for you and leave what's not. And then um, I also like to stay open to finding even more helpful ways, right? Like I don't like getting so attached to a new helpful way that I learned or that I've seen with clients that I close off to an even more helpful ways. So sometimes that'll happen. Like you'll learn a more helpful way. But then if you stay open, you can learn an even more helpful way when you're ready for it. And it kind of can happen in layers and steps and and that's how this stuff works. This kind of work works more like that. It's not like one big click epiphany moment where your life has changed forever. It's kind of an ongoing practice and you gain awareness and you get intentional and you experiment and you learn and and uh, 
yeah, it's just, I think it's just ongoing. There's always more you can learn. So um, I think that's part of what makes life so great and can be really frustrating about life sometimes too, right? Depending on where you're at. <laughs> so um, now that I've gone on a few tangents to start out this pro- this podcast, <laughs> um, I'm going to dive into the real examples now. So two examples of patterns that might come up. Uh, I see these with a lot of people, right? So um, let's talk about the first example. Remember, thoughts create feelings and feelings drive your actions. And those actions are what create your results. Okay, so, well, it's really the thought, feeling, and action together that create your results. It's not just the actions, but um, here's something that can happen, right? Like, maybe the thought is, I should be further along than I am, or this should be happening faster than it is. Um, This isn't happening fast enough. I'm behind. There are a lot of different versions of this, right? But maybe let's just start with the I should be further along than I am, right? How does that thought feel? So for this particular client, it feels frustrating, okay? That thought creates the feeling of frustrating. So it's not him being where he is in the process that is making him feel frustrated. It's this optional story about where he is in the process that makes him feel frustrated, right? And the story is I should be further along than I am. And that is what makes him feel frustrated about where he actually is. And and then when he feels frustrated, how does he show up toward his goals and toward himself, right? He spends more time kind of just rejecting himself and rejecting where he is. It's harder to like see your real options when you're not even making room for where you are to be what it is uh, because you're so focused on it needs to be different than it is that you can't like deal with what is. You know what I'm saying? And um, so for this particular client, like he basically um, stays more stuck when he's in this mode, which is interesting because the thought itself, you'd think that your brain is trying to help you get further along and move faster, right? That's kind of the idea. Our brains are trying to help us, but the programming that's in there isn't always the most helpful. And so for this client, he realized, okay, this thought, I should be further along than I am, makes me feel frustrated. And then when I'm frustrated, it makes me show up in this way, which basically makes me less, tap in less to my creative and learning abilities. And it, it makes me more uh, kind of running in circles and staying stuck. And and the result is not a porn-free life. It actually makes me stay stuck longer, right? Um, that's what he realized. It was not actually contributing to him creating the results he wants in his life. Okay. So that's the first one uh, that I wanted to share. And then, you know, you can start playing with it. When you notice and become aware of this stuff, you get to say, okay, what does help me? What do I want to choose thinking about myself? Right. And maybe it's actually more helpful to say I'm right where I'm meant to be in my process and what's my next step, right? And that's something that really resonated with this guy. He's like, oh yeah, like I can actually, after spending a bit of time on this together, like he was able to sort of process and move through that other frustrated feeling and he experienced himself shifting into more of a feeling that uh, is like encouraged, okay? Um, Because it's like, hey, I'm right where I'm meant to be and what's my next step? 
and that makes him feel encouraged and that helps him take more steps forward and learn the next thing and stay open and curious and and move more effectively toward creating the results he wants right this is part of why that's one of our philosophies in our coaching with clients in the chain breaker program is uh that you are right where you're meant to be in the process there's no such thing as being behind right because what we've experienced is that's a much more powerful effective approach and um for most people right for a lot of people i'm not saying that is for everybody you got to do it works for you again so we're just sharing here in case it resonates with you so the next pattern that is uh an example i wanted to share here um is okay I've been looking at porn recently. This is a client, right? I've been looking at porn this many times in the last year. And uh, basically, I need to fix this because then I'll get to feel worthy. And it's all based on the idea that, oh, I'm not worthy until I fix this, right? This makes me unworthy. <laughs> this, the fact that I made these choices makes me unworthy, okay? And so their brain is kind of fixated on this idea. I am not worthy till till what till you go x amount of time without it and most people haven't asked that question they just assume they'll get to feel worthy at some magical point um but the truth is you actually get get to choose when to practice feeling worthy and when to not and so with this guy he started realizing oh i'm letting this i'm not worthy thought because of my behavior with porn masturbation i'm letting that just this thought run amok right and it and it makes me feel inadequate and when i feel inadequate how do i show up toward my goals right am i super motivated and you know some people they they can use this kind of thing to motivate but it's not like a lasting motivation it's kind of like it gives little spurts of motivation in my observation with a lot of people and with myself um it's like you can use it like, okay, then I'm going to hustle and prove and show that I am worthy. I'm going to earn my worthiness. And so you get these bursts of productivity, of hustle, right? But in terms of like long-term sustainable change with a habit like porn, um, this is one of those ones that like keeps people going around in this spin cycle. And, um, and... And then what happens is they do end up maybe going a month or a few months without porn. And then they still feel unworthy, even though they did that. And they're like, wait, I thought going without porn is supposed to make me feel worthy automatically. And then they realize, oh, actually, I can choose to feel unworthy no matter whether I'm looking at porn or not. And, and then it's not very motivating. If your reason for quitting porn is to feel worthy, it's not motivating because it doesn't automatically make you feel worthy to quit porn. Right? So... That's why, um, that's, that's what this client realized. He's like, okay, yeah. And when I'm in, I'm not worthy mode. I either like get these spurts of hustle, but then end up going back to porn anyway. And it doesn't feel sustainable. And it feels like this roller coaster ride and up and down. And, and, and then I get to feel worthy if I'm, you know, anyway. Yeah. So, um, so was this helping my client too? create the results he wants he realized for him it was actually getting in the way it was not helping him to sustainably learn and make changes that he wanted to all right and so then the question again is like what if it's an option what you think about yourself 
you actually get to choose whether you let porn be a thing that you make it mean you're unworthy about, right? And a lot of us have all sorts of messages from all sorts of places that you're just kind of supposed to think you're unworthy if you looked at porn, right? But that's just not true. And you get to choose what you think, no matter what people have said or who's told you what. You get to choose. And what I recommend is choose thought patterns that actually help you create your results. Okay. So a question that was helpful for this client is, okay, if I'm already worthy, whether I look at porn or not, then how do I approach this next? Right. And he started just trying that question on and some awesome things started happening because he started feeling better about himself. He started seeing himself as worthy and in his mind, because part of his brain still thought that porn was something unworthy people do, because he saw himself as worthy, he was actually more likely to kind of do that thing that quote unquote worthy people do, which is not look at porn. <laughs> because our brain wants to prove right what we're believing about ourselves, right? So anyway, that was a question that really helped him to find new levels of progress and momentum in his working toward a porn-free life, right? And it just works better for him, okay? And he's not the only one. This happens with so many people. So just wanted to share it here in case it sparks something in you. Okay, so part of why I wanted to share these two examples to start out is this is an illustration and a reminder that you get to choose what you think about you, what you practice thinking about you, okay? You don't get to choose what that automatic part of your brain brings up along the day each day, along the way each day, um, but you do get to choose how to respond to it and what to reinforce, and you can actually retrain your automatic brain with new ways of thinking about yourself, and so that's a lot of the work that we do through coaching is we practice becoming aware of the patterns that are getting in the way, and then we practice being intentional and practice with new new thought patterns, right? new ways of feeling, new ways of being. And we just kind of keep showing up and getting the reps in. And, uh, and then as you do this more and more, the automatic part of your brain starts bringing up those new thoughts, thought patterns and feeling patterns that you've been practicing. It brings those up as the automatic. And then it makes it easier to live life the way that you want, experience life the way that you want, have the habits you want, right? So um, so I wanted to share these two examples to just like remind you, like you get to choose what you practice thinking, no matter what your automatic brain throws at you along the way. And no matter what people around you or what messages you hear from anywhere, wherever you get to choose. And not only do you get to choose, but you are the only one responsible for how you choose to direct your brain. No one else can do that for you. And that's a good thing. Because uh, you want that power, okay? Um, and then, so what can happen is, right? Like we start realizing, okay, I'm doing this coaching work. I'm learning to become more aware of what patterns get in the way, what patterns help, and what helps me better create what I want. And then you might start noticing that people around you uh, do not always offer you the most helpful messages for you to change your habits and reach your goals, right? And it'll become more and more apparent the more that you dive into this work for yourself, and you'll, it'll 
just become more clear and you'll start recognizing it more readily. And it can be sneaky at first because, because a lot of times it can be the people that you just assume have your back. It can be your family, your spouse, your kids, your church leaders, your friends, your peers, your bosses, your coworkers. Your, it can be shows or books or media that you like to consume. And there's so much good that comes from all, all these sources that sometimes we have these blind spots to see in some of the less helpful messages that come from some of them right and so um so what do we do about this that's what i want to talk about for a minute i mean the first thing is like i invite you to just really become aware of your own self-talk what's actually helping what's not and then also become aware of uh the people around you what they're saying to you and whether it's actually helpful or not for you okay and then what can you do when this is the case, right? Like, let's say that you have uh, this, uh, maybe it's your spouse, your wife. She she loves you. She cares. She's trying to help you. And she says some really helpful things. But then she also mixes in this one thing that's like, <laughs> okay, but also I don't want to be married to someone who is looking at porn, right? And so it's like, ooh, all right. So I've got this thing about me that makes you not want to be married to me. So for me to be worthy of you to want to be married to, in your eyes, I've got to change me in this, right? Like, it can kind of, like, just come across in these sneaky ways. And, like, on the one hand, some people might be like, oh, that sounds reasonable. But then on the other hand, it's like, you know, if you compared that to, like, an overeating donuts problem, <laughs> like, you know what? You eat too many donuts. And if you can't eat less donuts, I don't want to be married to someone who eats so many donuts, right? Like. What if it's more similar to that than we realize just because it's actually similar brain patterns that uh, lead us to kind of overdo some of these habits. It's not the same exact patterns, but it's similar. And, um, and so my point is, what if you actually deserve to just be loved as you are <laughs> with this porn habit? Like, is that so far-fetched? Maybe that shouldn't be far-fetched at all. Maybe you just do deserve to be loved as you are. And this isn't to use as an excuse to just do whatever the heck you want. And I, guys who are listening to this podcast, I don't think you need to worry about yourself doing that. You're here working on this, right? You're not the kind of guy who is going to take advantage of that, right? Like, what if we start with just love, unconditional love toward ourselves, toward each other, and then we just build and learn from there, right? In my experience, that's so much more powerful um, but we think that the way is to hate ourselves until we change and then we get to love ourselves. Or we think that the way is to kind of tell our the people we love that we don't really want them, but then if they change, then we want them. And we think that's helpful. But is it? <laughs> it can actually kind of suck to hear that kind of message, right? And so, like, be honest with yourself with stuff like that because it's affecting you either way, whether you're conscious of it or not. And so what can we do when we come across this with people around us who say things that aren't that helpful? The first option is you can get so clear on what you choose to believe about yourself, regardless of what these other people say. And then you can just kind of choose to ignore the things that aren't helpful, right? That's the first option. And this is very low conflict option, right? There's no confrontation. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to, 
lean toward just doing this. And, you know, this is probably the best one to start with. Um, but then also option number two is that you actually speak up. And sometimes it's actually a good idea to speak up about it when you notice it and say something like, hey, I've noticed for me, I do better and I'm more effective actually making changes in this area of my life when I'm thinking this way because it helps me feel this way and to act more this way. And so when you say something like you just said, like if I were to buy into that, it makes me feel terrible if I buy into it and believe it. It's not you making me feel terrible. It's if I buy into that, <laughs> then it makes me feel terrible. And it's harder for me to do the work I'm trying to do when that's one of the messages I get regularly, right? Like and it doesn't feel the most helpful to me. And I know that I get to think what I want of me, regardless of what you say, but also I'd appreciate if we could talk about it in a different way together, right? Like that's an option too. You can actually like speak up and you know, they're not trying to put you down. Most of these people, right? They're trying to help. They think it's the helpful thing to do, but then it's not always actually helpful. And you can actually let them know like, Hey, that that's not super helpful. Okay. And then also you can use boundaries as needed. And a boundary is basically like, hey, if you say this specific kind of thing to me in this sort of way with swear words and yelling <laughs> or whatever it is, then I'm actually going to remove myself from the conversation and from the room until we can do it without the yelling, the swearing, and without putting me down in that way, right? Um, and then I'll be ready to talk for sure when we can do it without that because that just doesn't work for me to be talked to in that way. And you actually can do that. You can have a boundary like that in a relationship and um, hopefully hit the people around you are willing to work with that even if there's some uh, conflict around it at first. Okay, so here's an example of something I saw this. I think this is part of why this on my mind is um, I just see this with a client of mine and the way his wife is talking to him and um, just saying things and reaching out to me and saying like it's not happening fast enough and all this stuff. Um, like basically the message, the idea is like she's wanting to help, but also it's just not happening fast. She's not seeing enough change for what she wants to be seeing from him right now. Right. And, you know, I know this comes from a place of a concerned wife, but also is it helping? And so I think I just really want you guys, those of you out there who haven't become very aware of this in your life with the people around you, like just know that everything they say isn't always helping you with your goals. And the more you can get clear on that with you, the more you can choose what you internalize and what you don't. Uh, because I think you deserve to be talked to in a way that empowers you and builds you and creates more love and um, strength and yeah, freedom right like empowerment <laughs> i think you deserve to be talked to in those ways humans don't always talk to each other the way that that we all deserve and i think i do it to other people too right i'm learning but um just know that a lot of times when people are saying that stuff it's because they think you need to change for them to feel better about things right like if you change then I get to feel better about things because then it fits in the box that I've learned is the good box and you're doing the bad thing that 
makes me feel like I'm not a good enough wife or not a good enough parent. And if you change, then I get to know I'm a good wife or a good parent. And, and then I know that our family is safe and not threatened and right. Like they think that you need to change for them to feel the way they want to feel about the family, about themselves. And so I, I get where it comes from. Right. And if they're not doing their own coaching work, then that's going to go on unconsciously for who knows how long. Right. Unless you speak up for yourself along the way and say, hey, this actually doesn't help me. And um, and so some questions I have for you that will help you to just become more aware of this is what kind of self-talk is getting in the way of you learning to do life porn free, if that's your goal, right? Or just to be more in control with porn, whatever it is for you. What kind of self-talk is getting in the way of you learning to do that? And really watch out for shame-producing thoughts. Shame is a good one that gets in the way of our learning and progress. Um, and then the next question is, what kind of self-talk actually does help you to learn, progress, and grow, and learn to do life porn-free, right? Help you keep moving forward in sustainable ways that are lasting, where you truly let porn go for good. And then next question is, which people that you are around make it easier to have the self-talk you want to have with yourself after being around them and which people make it harder even if you'd least expect it and there's some blind spots like just be open to checking how you feel after being around the people that you're typically around and be curious why is that what's going on there and are there somewhere i need to speak up is there someone that i just want to spend less time with just because it's i realize it's not as helpful for me as i thought to be around that person uh if it's someone you still want to spend time with, then you might want to speak up so that it can, you know, be a helpful thing for you too when you're around that person. And um, anyway, those are some of the questions I have for you. And I think I just want to, again, reiterate, like you deserve to be built up. You deserve to be loved right where you're at. Like it is okay to be you. It is okay to be, to have the habits you have. And yes, you want to change them. And how do we do that starting from it's a place of from a place of worthiness right like you already are worthy and you already are lovable and you deserve to be talked to in empowering loving encouraging ways that give you time and space to figure you out that don't rush you so much like i just want you to hear that from somebody like you deserve that kind of space and even if you don't have someone in your life to help create that space with you right now like you can learn to create it for you and that's going to actually invite the people around you to join in with the more helpful way. It's also going to invite more people into your life who match up with that frequency, so to speak, with that way of talking to you. Okay. And if you want to work in a coaching setting where that is like what that is the approach, like you just get to be loved where you're at in this coaching program. And we just, built from where you are it's amazing it's like miraculous sometimes the, the impact that can have it's such a joy to be a part of like one of my favorite things about my job is my most important thing is just to love my clients right where they're at and it's just amazing what happens and what people do with it when they start from a place of love it's beautiful and we, there's nothing to fear like we have this fear around, oh, but if I tell myself I'm worthy, I'm going to screw it all up and just look at porn all day long, right? No, that's not what happens. Like, 
good things happen when we start with love and self-acceptance and just building. And uh, anyway, I just wanted to share that message today in case some of you needed to hear it and invite you to become more aware of your answers to some of those questions I asked. And uh, what's that next way you can up-level your self-talk with, with you that actually helps you to create the results that you want, right? Because that's what we want to be practicing. All right, have a good day and see you next time. If you enjoy listening to the How to Stop Looking at Porn and Win Back Your Freedom podcast, you have to come check out the Chainbreaker program. It's my group coaching program through my Chainbreaker Coach app where you get access to regular group coaching calls and or one-on-one -on -one coaching calls, training modules, tools, a community of like-minded guys where we take all of this great information and learn to actually implement it in a game-changing way that works. This is about so much more than just a porn habit. Join us at dannypullman.com forward slash work with me. Don't forget to spell Pullman, P-O-E-L-M-A-N. Become a chain breaker and learn to unchain your personal power. And remember, the power to make the changes you want is already there. It's just a matter of learning to access it. Mm -hmm.